everyone, and welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics, a weekly deep dive into a single lyric from a single Fallout Boy song. I am one of your hosts, Aaron. I am that other host, James. And I am three of your hosts, Tracy. Tracy and Tracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And James and Tr- the Tracys and I are here today to talk to you about... This ain't a scene, it's an arms race, which is a hard song for me to say the name of because I keep wanting to throw in an extra word. Mm -hmm. I keep wanting to say it's a goddamn arms race because that is what they say in the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And it really loses some of its punch when you don't say this is a goddamn arms race. But I'm willing to bet that James probably has some stuff to tell us James about this. James lit song. up like a Christmas. James I did sure tell do. us he took notes. Sure. And I know that this was a single, sure. so I know that there were notes to take. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for one specific sentence that I'm going to say uh, because it is some wild statistics. So, so um, I'll let you know when it gets there, but you'll know because it's think of the wildest thing that I say. Um, well, the out of nowhere thing I say. Anyways, uh, this is an, it's an arms race. Uh, was the second single. Um, it officially debuted on November 21st, 2006 at the uh, American Music Awards and was shipped to radio stations that night uh, with an impact date of December 5th. So they got it and then they played it and then it started counting on December 5th. The music was composed by the normal people. Uh, Neil Avron, the... Uh, <laughs> normal. The norm- I mean, like every every article <laughs> about songs from yeah. Fall Out Boy is going to say this because they have to be separate, but... Patrick composed the music and Pete composed the lyrics. Um, uh-huh. Neil Avron, who produced um, who produced From Under the Cork Tree, produced this one. I think he also produced Thriller. It says, uh, commenting on the band's decision to pick the track as the first single, which directly goes against how it's saying that it was the second single. So I think Carpal Tunnel of Love being the first single is uh, fake news. Um, Wentz says, there may be other songs on the record that would be bigger radio hits, but this one had the right message. But it was a, a gigantic success. Uh, it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 with 162,000 fir- first week sales. It broke various records. Thank you, Wikipedia, for the specificity. <laughs> it is the group's first single to chart worldwide in countries including <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, and most of the European nations, where it reached the top five in many. Again, just great reporting. <laughs> After its platinum RIAA and ARIA certifications in 2000, 2007, in 2013, it was certified silver by the British Phonographic Industry, BPI, for 200,000 sales. In Australia, it spent nine consecutive weeks at either number four or number five. It was the first song in five years to debut in the top ten without the artist being an American Idol finalist. Oh my god, that is five the most fuck wild thing. years. <laughs> that is wild. Hey, good job, Fallout Boy. Five years. Boy. So... The last time a, a, a non-American Idol finalist had a song that debuted in the top 10, um, it was 2001 uh, before wow. this happened. So, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but... Yeah. I mean, it, American Idol was very right. big back then, but like, yeah. whew. Um, Patrick Stump called this song, quote, the funkiest thing we've ever done and attributed the change in musical style to his love of soul music which he acquired by listening to oldie stations as a child. Bassist Pete Wentz described it as a bit of 70s funk mixed with Take This to Your Grave with tight verses and big fat choruses. 
And then this is the other wild thing. Um, the song, cl- the song's closing sing-along, where like all the instruments drop out and it's just people singing the Santa Cena's goddamn arms race, uh, was inspired by the Justin Timberlake song "Senorita." Are either of you familiar with the Justin Timberlake song "Senorita"? I am not. No. It is my. For a long time, it was my favorite Justin Timberlake song. Add it to. I heard it for the first time on when Kristen, my wife, played it for me. It is Justin Timberlake at his most charming, his most confident, and just it's just excellent. And it ends with a very similar sing-along with just, like, the crowd, like, the crowd vocals. So, like, when I read that, I was like, yep, that checks out. So that's that's a wild connection. Huh. Um, I also wrote down the three people involved in the crowd vocals that weren't part of Fall Out Boy. Uh, Lindsay Bl- Blaufarb, uh, who was known for her work on You Got Served, Love Don't Cost a Thing, and Go For It. So I would assume she's some sort of dancer. Um, okay. Sophia Tufa, known by her stage name as Sophie, acronym for Some Other Female Interest, who is a German singer and rapper. And Butch Walker, who is an American singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer. Um, some of the stuff that he produced, I wrote down, um, he produced the song Right Now by SR71. Um, okay. He produced the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, um, which is one of the best soundtracks, in my opinion, of all time. Uh, he produced a, a very weird Midtown album called Forget What You Know. Uh, he produced the Katy Perry's one for the boys, uh, her first like big album, which had like I Kissed a Girl and Hot mm-hmm. and Cold on it. Um, okay. He produced an album uh, by a, an artist named Taylor Swift called Red. Mm, um, he also produced uh, Save Rock and Roll, American, Be- American Beauty, American Psycho, and wow. Mania. So okay, um, this is a a, a man who has um, Aaron's recent listening interests quite in mind <laughs> when he did his career. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and so those are the three people that are singing along with Fall Out Boy in the, uh, at the yeah. end of this song. You know why he, he like has his finger on the pulse of my listening interests? It's because I tell him mm. who he oh should produce. Gosh. Right. Butch, you say, produce this. I'm going to like this in, in 10 years. Aaron is a mastermind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a mastermind. Aaron got a hold of Jay-Z's time, time machine. Oh my gosh. This yep. is incredible. So that's all the notes I have for not only that song but also at all. So let's uh, let's <laughs> let me let me say the lyrics. Let me tell the lyrics to you. Here's the lyrics. Yes, tell the lyrics to them. What I'm about to say is <laughs> Thanks, the lyrics Bert. to this song. Um, okay, I am an arms dealer, fitting you with weapons in the form of words, and don't really care which side wins, long as the room keeps singing. That's just the business I'm in. This ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. so much i want to scream these words right now if, if you put this please don't that makes <laughs> for bad, bad audio, audio. Wait, wait till the wait till the end of the episode <laughs> yeah probably so bad audio that was still well, terrible <laughs> she did it anyway guys if you ask me to make a top five of lyrics that i wanted to discuss or songs that i wanted to that i was really excited to discuss on this podcast mm-hmm. um this song would be on yes. there 
because up until this point, I had had a pretty firm grasp, I thought, of Fall Out Boy's lyrical content and sort of what references they were making and what the metaphors were and all of that stuff. And then they released this, and I'm like, you're a what? This ain't a what? What's happening? And, like, I did not... I did not get it for a very, very long time. But can I... And, you know, it's spelled out pretty clearly here, but for whatever reason, it, it really escaped me. So, basically, he is giving people weapons to use, like, on instant messenger away messages and, like, in Facebook statuses and stuff to get back at the people that they're mad at. Mm-hmm. And the scene is... It's not a scene, it's an arms race because... All, he's saying all the bands are doing it, and there's an escalation of getting more and more intense and violent and mean lyrics um, back and forth until like, t- till someone develops a nuclear bomb of a lyric, I guess? I mean, I feel like at some point Fall Out Boy is yeah. going to be the one to do that. I mean, their name if is Fall Out Boy, yet. so like, yeah. yep. it's right there in the name. Yep. Does what it says on the box. It does what it says on the box. <laughs> Blows up and and gives fallout to everyone. Um. So is that is that what you guys interpreted that as as well? Is that pretty much where you guys landed, or or what what do you guys think about these lyrics? Again, I don't know. Um, back in the day, if I really understood, you know, arms race and stuff like that until I learned about it in middle school, yeah, or high school, or whenever <laughs> yeah. my history class taught me about what an arms race is, um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I didn't think of other bands. That's I that never occurred to me either. But I like that, like interpretation. I don't know. I'm an arms dealer for you. Weapons in the form of words. Just really quick, a definition of arms race. It is when two or more countries increase the size and quality of military resources to gain military and political superiority over one another. So if, if people are listening, I, was gonna say, are you telling me? <laughs> I realized that we were like, I didn't know what an arms race was, but now I do. And I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah. So like, screw you people that are like me. <laughs> <laughs> we had to, we had to ask Jeeves what an arms race was. And so do you. <laughs> didn't Jeeves, what's an arms race? Didn't you ask me what a conjugal visit was yesterday? Yeah. Jeeves just answered the question. <laughs> Go find your <laughs> and give him some questions. Judgy Jeeves.com. Yeah, so so you weren't you didn't think that you I, like you had to learn what I an arms race was. I guess I didn't was. associate it with other bands. Like I think all the other stuff mm. fell in line, but not like um, yeah. I don't know, not racing against each other. I guess I thought it was like Ooh. people against people. Like I, you need to get the best okay. words, and I don't care right. who I give them to. Yeah, you can all have these words. Sing them, fight it, with them. Don't do shit. I like the idea of we're fitting you with these weapons in the form of words to using your AOL instant messenger <laughs> away message. Like that very, I mean, like it's so 2006. Yep. It's like yeah. such a niche little thing, but it was so huge at the time. Yeah. I re like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Because everybody was putting song lyrics in their profiles and their away messages. Yeah. Only if you're kind of cringy. Most people don't post song lyrics. Yeah, anymore. you don't do that. Maybe on Instagram. Now. I regularly do that on Twitter. I well, I know you do, but like, it, <laughs> but it, just it's used not to as it. you. It's so I'm just cringy. To, but like, I mean, it's not as ubiquitous you. as it was back then. 
Yeah. Yeah, like, it's not something that oh, is... Oh, yeah, no, totally. Right. Like, yeah. So I hadn't really thought of that, but I really like that mental image of, you know, Pete and Patrick just handing out their word weapons uh-huh. for you to go put in your away message to make your ex and their new person feel gross yeah. about everything. I, yeah. I definitely yeah. did this only like one time um, in high school because I mm. didn't do like a little in semester. So it was on Facebook when there was gossip going around at school and I posted something and I said, it's not gossip if it's the truth, you know, a follow up boy lyric. And then um, uh-huh. someone like commented on it and it was like, it is gossip and whatever it didn't happen i'm like lol it's just a song lyric <laughs> like that stupid bullshit Everyone knows listener you didn't get to see the sassy eye roll that tracy did when she read what her or when she said what her <laughs> facebook whim, uh, status message was it adds to it so if you see her in public please do ask her to do it roll. i will for sure yes. for you mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh i had an, another thought about what if it's an arms race against himself I mean, I know that an arms race is technically like it has to be two two entities or whatever. But I also really enjoy the idea of he's just trying to build better bombs, like versus Patrick Stump. Like this is this is a better weapon than I did in on Cork Tree, which was a better weapon than oh. I did on Take This to Your Grave, and and that's where our career starts. The, that's it. That's the whole start of our whole the thing. The eye is Pete. <laughs> we definitely didn't do any songs before that. Nope. <laughs> the I is Pete and the U is Patrick. I like that. I am an arms dealer, Pete, fitting you, Patrick, with weapons in the form of words. <gasps> oh. That's it. That's it. We've solved it. That's perfect. That's amazing. And Patrick is saying it. The rest of it, it doesn't fit, like, so that's... just ignore the rest of it. But those two lines. <laughs> it's... Aaron doesn't like this Newfound Glory song, but it reminds me of this Newfound Glory song, Sunny, which was about Chad, who wrote the lyrics for Newfound Glory, uh, writing a song about the death of Jordan, who sang for Newfound Glory and still does, um, the death of his grandfather. Oh, I thought you meant the death um, of Jordan, so I got really confused when you said. No, 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 no. And he's, he's still very sings. much alive, like, and, I don't and know whatever. How that's possible? Yes. But anyway, go on, continue. But there's a part that is clearly from Chad's perspective. It's mostly addressed to the grandfather, but there's a part clearly from Chad's perspective about like. I want to help you feel get through this, but like I can't and whatever. But Jordan's singing it, and it has always given me this so it's weird cognitive dissonance where it's like he's singing the songs that his friend wrote to him, ugh, like that. I, yeah. Which I like and uh-huh. don't like, but I like a lot more in this case because I feel like it's a lot. Like Pete's it's a lot funnier for, yeah. Like yeah. I just see yeah. Patrick like his eyes roll back in his head and like Pete's words come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I am an arms yep. dealer. <laughs> anyway, I really like uh, the idea of the business that they're in is keeping the room singing and then ending the song with like a crowd sing along. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. mischief managed sort of situation um, at the end of the song. Um, yeah, I also it's it's another in the file this another as another song under the. I know you all care about me and the songs I'm singing and the band I'm in and the records I release, but I don't give a crap. So anyways, here's my new single. Like, yeah, I really do give a crap. Please don't stop buying our music. Like, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But don't really care which side wins. Like, 
Here's some more weapons. Right. It's kind of like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter, you know, who wins, quote unquote. You keep buying my shit, and that just means twice as many people yeah. buying my shit. <laughs> if you're fighting with my shit, it's like. So there was a tagline. There was a movie called Freddy versus Jason. Nope. This is Alien versus yep. Predator. Same concept, but this is the correct tagline that I'm about to quote. Uh, the tagline was, no matter who wins, we lose. And it's like that, but the right. opposite. Pete's like, whoever wins, you're still paying me for it. Right. So I don't know. Like, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I especially like it in in terms of like away messages. Yeah. Like, I don't really care who you put in your away Ooh. message. Right. Like, it doesn't really matter mm. to me who yeah. wins the arms race of which middle schoolers are going to quote us more. <laughs> right. That doesn't really matter. As long as you're listening to music and supporting as art. As you're and... having your parents drive you to Walmart so you could use your allowance money to buy our new albums. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I just pictured Patrick running in or Joe or Andy running in and being like, guys, guys, Justin L. just put the lyric from our new song on his away message. <laughs> Christy's gonna hate that. What did he break up with Christine P? Yeah, yeah. It's clear from their use of our lyric that they they are done. Wow. We did it, folks. We got Justin L. Nice high fives. We all really around. influenced the people today. They check Justin L. off a large checklist with a bunch of middle schoolers' names on it, which feels more nefarious than it is because it's it's sweet and right, cute and context. not like they're gonna murder them or right. or whatever. Um, yeah. The other thing. This may bring <laughs> the transition away from whatever that was. <laughs> and um, <laughs> James says stuff until it gets weird, and then Tracy takes over. Thanks for the podcast. lyrics, the podcast. Um, so <laughs> I, so one thing that I've been thinking about is I think it is really fitting um, from what you said earlier that it would be like an AOL instant messenger thing because like the next song, not the next song. The later song is thanks for the lyrics with like text speak and that's kind of like the whole vibe of that song is it's thanks for the memories with text speak but thank you to, thank you good good job on shouting out our podcast god i'm such an idiot <laughs> hold on i'm just changing my itunes to yep, yep and there it is uh, anyways thanks for the memories in the text speak so they're obviously very into the yeah. text you know culture whatever but, yeah. so the word in here, scene, is what I want to talk about because mm, of the, yes. like, we're making a scene sort of dealio that they're kind of doing. The scene, like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, style? Like, image? Like, scene culture? Like, scene? Like, yeah, like a, like a, save the scene and stop a, going a culture. to shows. Yeah, that scene. exactly. Yeah. That scene. Like the culture, like the youth yes. culture. Yeah. So I don't know if that's anything. That yeah. might just be like me dropping a pot of spaghetti on the floor. But like, this ain't a scene. We're not seen. We're arms dealers. And see, it fell apart before mm. I really, you know, when I put any pressure on it. But. <laughs> so oh, now interesting. James so it's like distancing themselves from the this. idea of a scene. <laughs> like it's not. This isn't a video game, it's an experience. Or this isn't a movie, mm. it's a it's a, a ride or, or whatever. Like it's not it's not the thing that, that isn't cool, that it's is the thing cool. that is cool. Yeah. Interesting. Because if there's one thing that we all know is cool, it's arms braces. <laughs> <Classically>. Right. <laughs> Listen, everyone does it. It's very cool. Don't Wait you a all minute. have nukes in your <laughs> That's not how cool works. <laughs> 
I think that the the reference to a scene and then like the denial of a scene is very in keeping with what we've been talking about um, Fall Out Boy doing for uh, like two albums now, or I guess the yeah. beginning of the second album now. Um, do you, either of you have any thoughts on? I know Aaron mentioned it uh, when she said the the name of the of the song. The addition of the word "goddamn" um, to my 2007 years was weirdly still sort of um, incendiary. Like I was like, "Oh yeah. man, uh, I can't put this in my Facebook message or whatever because right. it was goddamn." And I feel weird singing along to it and stuff. I've since become fine with it, also because it's become uh, in my mind a modern pop punk classic. So like, I'm, it's not like I'm gonna not say the goddamn. But like, what does that add? to this line Aaron said you said it, it added like an intensity to it yeah it like it pack it makes it pack a little more of a punch yeah um like I know uh, fallout boy especially tends to do a lot of like there there are swears in there just for the sake of having swears in there they're not necessarily um to you know highlight anything in particular but I feel like in this particular case it does seem I mean everything that Pete writes is intentional but this this one seems more like a you know choose your words carefully Mm. as opposed to let's just drop right especially after saying that their whole business is weapons in the form of words you know that's how yeah interesting that's that's really interesting do you think that it packs more of a punch because of do you think it packs more of a punch than this ain't a scene it's a fucking Mm -hmm. arms race I was just going to say, I think it does, because I think while, a, like, fuck is still, like, the worst swear mm. in, for, mm. for many mm. people, mm-hmm. um, it, it, that's, like, I feel like that's the big one. Like, on the mm. list of swear words that you learn, that's one of the last ones <laughs> yeah. that you learn, and that's the one that you really don't want your parents to catch yes. you using. But I, I think that goddamn is not a swear in the same way that fuck and shit you have the harder yeah. consonants for uh, for so a God lot of damn like you can mm. say it through clenched teeth. It, yeah, it yeah, it's it's got a good mm-hmm. mouth feel to it. Yeah. Um, but I think that because of the religious connotations of it and taking the Lord's name in vain and all, yeah. I think that for a lot of people, that is one that like that's above a swear. Right. Like that's not something that you use sparingly. That's something that you yeah. don't use. Right. For right. a lot of people. And so I think that it does make it a little bit more incendiary in a lot of ways. I had never put this together before, but I also wanted to talk generally about how this song shifts into basically a preacher and like a gospel mm-hmm. sort of situation. Like Patrick as, you know, like, pre- you know, um, all the, you know, sing until your lungs give out. Like he takes, it's like he's he's leaving the pulpit and sort of testifying yeah. or whatever. Having yeah. goddamn in the chorus of this song adds a, a interesting sort of spice to that right. decision to also take that um that sort of tact right. too. Like to have goddamn in your song where you also sort of work in like a gospel feel is is an interesting thing. Um Yeah. Before I thought of that though, I pictured um I'm gonna take you via a weird way, but so uh on the original Star Trek series, there was the Doctor was named uh, Bones McCoy or, or or whatever his first name was McCoy, and he was famous for saying, you know, I'm not a veterinarian, Jim. I'm a doctor or whatever. 
um, I get, and so from that, I actually got the idea of like adding goddamn makes you sound more like not tough, but like old school, like salty yeah. soldier kind of like, yeah. it's a goddamn arms race, like with your cigar in your mouth and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, it adds that for it to me. It adds that to it for me. I was going to say before, um, yeah. it sounds kind of almost like an exasperated, like for the last time, this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. Like I am sick of having to tell you this. Yeah. I'm saying it through gritted teeth because you've pissed me off. Yeah. It's a goddamn arms race. Do not forget it is almost what it yeah. feels like to me too. So that's, I like how you say yeah. that too. No, I agree with that. Pete's Absolutely. Yeah, hmm. I, th- I think that it, it packs a very different punch than saying this is yeah. a fucking arms or like, race. Right. This is a bitch in um, arms it's, race, bro. God. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn is almost it's got it's got some maturity to it. Mm-hmm. That I think, you know, this is a fucking arms race or this is a bitch in arms race don't have. <laughs> it's 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 I mean, yeah, like you said, it's got that like kind of hardened soldier like yeah you know you've you've been around the block this is this is not your first rodeo yeah um (laughs) yeah yeah this isn't your first arms race um yeah i i think um there's a there's a my chemical romance song called um this isn't a fashion statement it's a fucking death wish and that fucking feels Mm -hmm. correct where this it's a goddamn death wish is sort of like okay that's a little over the top mm-hmm. weirdly yeah um but fuck, fucking seems perfectly fine there um i also would like to see a t-shirt that says um these aren't the scene they're an arms race and it points to your biceps <laughs> like a- <laughs> that's funny <laughs> except i wonder would it end up just pointing at your armpits yeah you could get a loopy well, you know. that Maybe it's a joke about B.O. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's it's true. versatile. Like Pete Wentz's lyrics that we're covering on thanksforthelyrics.com. <laughs> don't go there. Don't is that our else. website? It's a dot com. Oh. <laughs> it is dot com. <laughs> I don't have anything else for this. I no, I, no. I like this lyric a lot more now. Thank you. Oh. Yes. You liked it a lot to begin with, so you're welcome. Correct. So- um, we always talk about Pete being very intentional with his lyrics, and I feel like that's very true. Like, despite all the songs where he's like, eh, it's nothing, I don't care, dissect it, whatever. So this yeah. song being right after the song where they say, people will dissect us till this doesn't mean a thing anymore. These are just conjugal visits. And then coming in and saying, I'm giving you these weapons in the form of words and just keep singing, this is a business I'm in. It's like two completely opposite ideas like we're just fucking with you this doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything don't dissect it because like it doesn't matter but also do dissect it because these words are weapons and i just love that parallel <laughs> hey, yep. hey listener listener i'm don't look at this don't look at this the song that's about to play don't pay any attention to this hey don't pay attention to this one right here yeah. like <laughs> yeah i'm just messing with you Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly, exactly. Pay no attention to the arms race dealer behind the singer. Exactly. Yep. Hmm. Did they we solve it? it? Yeah, correct. I, right. I, I, for me, the headcanon remains uh, Pete is the arm de- arms dealer fitting Patrick in the form of with weapons in the form of words. Like yeah. Iron Man. Like Patrick as Iron Man, but it's words instead of armor. That's where I am. So I love it. Okay. It's fun. So yeah. I think that'll do it for us. 
So, we have social media. You can find us. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Because <laughs> this is the last, you know, of the three that we record. So the energy is always way fucking up here. And I am all over the place all the time. Yep. So it's just really wild stuff. So anyway. <laughs> Correct. So you can find us on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod. But you need to take out those vowels and load them into your weapon made of words and shoot them in the air because they're confetti and they'll explode over the room that's singing and it's a party and then you dance and then hit enter on the consonants so you can find the podcast <laughs> uh, so that's the podcast and then you can the you can find me on twitter to invite me to your confetti party uh at the deals warlock and James, how can they invite you to the confetti party? If you wanted to send me an invitation uh, to bring my plus one to the confetti vowel shooting off arms race party, uh, you can do that at Unabashed James. And I too would like an invitation to the confetti arms race dance party. Um, so you can send that right on over to at Unabashedly Aaron. The Cardi P. <laughs> Great. <laughs> confetti arms race dance party. Car DP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. love it. Be or there. Don't do it at all. Um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Say you'll be there or don't. Anyway. So we are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. And they are proud of us, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, you can find them on Twitter at ScavengersNet with the vowels. Their vowels don't explode into confetti like ours do. So those have to stay in there. Yeah. And then Lame. we also uh, have a website, scavengersnetwork.com is where you can find our website with all of our cool information and things like that. And then you can also go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and you can give us like $2 a month or like more or whatever. It's fine. And like unlock a ton of sweet bonus content <laughs> in which you get more of us. So we talk about... Uh, songs that were bonuses on other things, all of us. And then James and I talk about music videos that Fall Out Boy did. And then there's like newsletters and things that are there. And it's all very cool. And like little bonus clips that were funny and fun but didn't fit in the episode proper that you can go listen to there for like another laugh. And other people on the network do things too and you get access to all of it for just like $2. It's really cool. So just like do it, please. And then um, you can find the streaming uh twitch.tv slash the scavengers network which is also very cool we're all on them we all do them and uh you get to see our faces sometimes which is different than a podcast where you don't get to see our faces hopefully it'd be weird if you could see our faces while you're listening to your podcast i guess you could look at our twitter profile that's not that weird i've given you a way to look at our faces (laughs) so don't do that three three slivers of our twitter profiles and they're just like sitting there (laughs) listening to us just staring at it like in the ice cream thing you could do that Mm -hmm. if you do do that it's fine if you don't do that start i guess um anyway but uh lost the plot a little bit but we're on twitch and just uh find that the schedule is there helmet ball is happening which is a really cool football mm-hmm. not football it's helmet ball it's not, not football. football it's no nope. ten thousand dollars it's helmet ball 
obviously. We all know what that is. And it's been going on for like 10 years. I Mm -hmm. can't believe you missed it. How could you not be part of this cultural phenomenon? Go to the Internet Channel Helmet Ball League YouTube channel to watch a bunch of games. Regular season is kicking off pretty quick here, so make sure you get in on that catch up on all the preseason games there is a ton of helmet ball merch in our merch store you can get mugs with your favorite team you can get hats with your favorite team pretty soon you'll be able to get jerseys with your favorite team that should actually be out by the time this goes out is it in our merch store or their merch store? Uh, honestly no idea international helmet ball i think, I think it's, it's in, in their, their merch store, store. I think it's in, I think it's in the, the okay. helmet balls merch store because I was yeah. on the Scavnet merch store last okay. night and I didn't see anything. Yeah, they they outsourced their uh, their design to uh, yep. Colin. Perfect. So yeah. yes, you can find yeah. that there somehow. I'm sure it's linked in some way. It is international, <laughs> not international. Right. So when you search it, right. yeah. Yeah, but they're on just, the internet. I did it today. Right. I typed helmet ball in YouTube and guess what? First result, helmet ball game. You know, so nice. yeah, go figure. Go freaking figure. Um, hey, Jeeves, take me to the helmet ball game. <laughs> your <laughs> your computer based butler flies in on a chair, <laughs> picks you up, and takes you to the <laughs> helmet ball game. Hello, sir. Let's oh, go. Bud. Um. So yeah, that's Twitch and helmet ball. And oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is <laughs> Fan and Ball. If you remember, they did a Fall Out Boy episode a while ago. You can go catch up on that. They also, I assume, if you like Fall Out Boy, you might also like My Chemical Romance. They're doing a My Chemical Romance specific episode too, which they did our Scavenger Scramble this year. The thanks for the Venom uh, show that mm-hmm. Beth and Max did, which was super yep. cool. So, yep. And yeah. I think yeah. that's it. It all, it's a big circle, a big conjugal visit exactly. of bands exactly. that are arms exactly. dealers. And that's it, I think, right? I and that's the way the lyrics pour. My brain just thought you were going to say, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Hi. Yep. And then I went, moon juice pours, and right. that's no, not and then the other James, thing. And then, yeah. then James Hi, made it I'm better. Bruce Almighty, um, and that's the way the <laughs> but crumbles. I'm sleepy, so my brain couldn't make those leaps. I love it. Those leaps of logic. So, I think there's only one more thing we need to do, and that is to say the following thing that I'm about to say. Hey, follow up boy, <laughs> thanks for the lyrics. And be careful of the stars, for they bring infinity on The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. What's this? Ooh, it's a note. It's got my name on it. Dear Aaron, I have written and rewritten this note, composing draft after draft to get the words just right. Like in the movie, Can't Hardly Wait. Remember that movie? I hope you do, because it has a lot to do with why I'm writing this note. I think it's time. Time for us to finally... Do a by-the-minute podcast about the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I think we could have a wonderful time. So, what do you say? Will you discuss every minute of Can't Hardly Wait with me? Your friend in time, James. You know you didn't have to 
read the whole thing to me. Like, I could just read it quietly to myself in my head. But if I don't do a voiceover, the audience would never find out what the letter says. And wouldn't that be frustrating from, like, a plot standpoint? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So? Will you do the podcast with me? Of course, weirdo. We can release episodes every weekday on the Scavengers Network. My letter writing campaign was a success! How many times did you rewrite that thing? You don't want to know.